0: You know when i started coaching i needed a lot of help with boundaries and you know never really had a lot of time to self-evaluate so that was really different for me with having coaching in the past based on specific like sales goals and company goals so it was just really more about me you get really well oiled with work and it's very autopilot and it's very like fulfilling but i think when you sit back and take the time to look at your values it's like okay well this is a little bit one-sided i need mean, this isn't hitting these values but that's all that i do at the end of the day when i'm that old woman you want to look back and say okay well i live but did i thrive right
1: Hello, lassies. Welcome to Coaching and a Cup of Tea with Mama Bear. I'm very excited today because I get to introduce you to one of my favorite people, Heidi Foster, and you're going to get to hear from her and all of the good stuff that she learned from Empowered Life. One of the reasons why I wanted to have Heidi on is not only because she's amazing and you guys are going to love her and her energy, but also because she is a woman in corporate America. And the reality is that. There are a lot of differences in terms of what's required of us living in the corporate world versus being an entrepreneur and being someone who maybe runs their business from online. And so I just thought it would be really helpful for you to hear if you are a Heidi, why would you join Empowered Life? Why would you get a life coach? And there's no one better to talk about it than Heidi Foster. Would you like to introduce yourself? I would. Hello.
0: I'm so excited to be here with you. You know, I listen to your podcast all the time, and I'm so excited that I'm actually in one. Woohoo! So excited. (laughs) I know. I know. So much fun. So much fun. So first and foremost, I think coaching is really for anyone. But specifically, I think for what I do for a living, which is corporate sales. I work for a Fortune 100 company and... I have for over 20 years. And, you know, I think when you're in sales, especially, you know, working for a large organization, some of maybe the coaching you have would be based on productivity or efficiencies or selling, but not maybe so much well being. I feel like corporations are starting to take a look at that. But for me, I just really needed some coaching that would help, like with the overall picture especially in the last few years, a lot has changed in corporate America. You know, we've started working from home, our routine like drastically changed, but we're still responsible for quotas and maintaining our business. And I think that it was a little bit of a formula for maybe a a serious mental and emotional strain to say the least. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So I feel like You know, when I started coaching, I needed a lot of help with boundaries and, you know, never really had a lot of time to self-evaluate. And I think, Melissa, you you mentioned when we first started working together, I'm not a friend. I'm not a therapist. I'm somewhere right in the middle. (laughs) And so that was really different for me with having coaching in the past based on specific, like, sales goals and company goals. So it was just really more about Me, which obviously can translate back out into what I do for a living.
1: I know it's funny that you mentioned the friend thing, because last week I interviewed Stephanie Bowman, who is a friend of Heidi's now that they met through Empowered Life and my retreat and coaching. And she said the same thing. She said, you know, you told me i wasn't your friend and uh, like we both laughed but you know just to to sort of explain to the listeners i feel like i say that early on in coaching for a very specific reason i think that friends are like, they're a different kind of cheerleader, right? Like they're the person that's like, you know, let me get my blowtorch and go with you on the streets and figure out who hurt you. And I'm like here for you. And a coach is someone who's like, well, let's just make sure that, you know, you don't have a part in this and uh, make sure that the story is true and factual and it's helpful. And then let's just say how much energy would be required to like go to that person's house with our torches and do the things, right? Like, and I, I really tried to explain that early on because I don't want for you to be like, well, why doesn't she just believe everything I say or every story or every thought? And it's like, A lot of thoughts we have are just simply false. They're not true.
0: Right. (laughs) You know, you told me early on when you go to friends, you know which friends to go to when you, in the back of your brain, know what sort of response that you want. And that would fluctuate depending on which friend you went to. 100%
1: 100% which is so true right like we're smart lassies and empowered like if we want someone to say yes we know who to go to if we want someone to say no we know who to go to and empowerment coaching the amazing thing about it is actually you already know what the right thing is to do it's just working with the coach sort of helps you see that more clearer. and then you become like the way you are Heidi where you make these great good value-driven decisions in your life. And you don't need as much of that showing because you have more of a stable foundation now in terms of what is true and real.
0: Yes, that's true, I think, to a certain point. But I think with maybe some of us who are trying to make good decisions and trying to, you know, have an element of always doing the right things, there's a lot of, I would say, almost like high functioning anxiety behind all of that. And sometimes it's, it's not so much a struggle on the exterior, but everything building, you know, behind that is, it's sort of like being chronically early for appointments. You know, mm. there's a lot of like stress and strain that comes with that. And that is just, I feel like some of those little nuggets that I helped deal with and, and get resources for through coaching.
1: Yeah, I love it. What would you say was your biggest when during Empowered Life? So with Empowered Life specifically, I would say,
0: obviously, we had some great content, some great modules, but I think sort of like recognizing the content on a bigger picture. So you automatically think, well, how can this apply to my life right now? But I think having multiple people in Empowered Life, you can sort of see how it would apply to them a little bit differently and how maybe you could look at it a little bit differently and apply those resources to different parts of your life and things that you can have like in your back pocket for later on in life for different situations.
1: What tool do you like the best that you use? And I know you use a lot of them and I know we have a lot of different tools for how to decide things and how to set goals Mm -hmm. and how to self-coach and You know, I really tried to make those as simple as possible. But for you, like, which one stands out the most and why? Ooh. (laughs) That's a hard question, I know. Oh, I love the values, the black sheep values, the, the
0: recognizing your five pillars, your five values, and implementing that into my schedule, into my job, with my clients, with my kids, my husband. It's just so... That was, like, such, like, foundation work that... You get so caught up in autopilot typically in your life that you, you know, just don't really pay attention to that and don't think about that a lot. So I think that really doing the work and coming up with those values and it took some time and I had a few sets of my values before I felt very confident that they were the right ones. So I would say that that is my favorite tool, but yes, there have been so many.
1: And I love, I love that. You know, that you say it took a long time, right? Because I think that's one of the sort of misconceptions about values. You decide them, you put them in a drawer and capiche, right? We're done. Right. And it's like not an empowered life. Uh uh-uh. We talk about values like we talk about what we're having for dinner. It's just like a part of who we are, I think. And I feel like all of the lassies in Empowered Life feel that way about the value work. You know, they all talk about how it's just helped them make decisions, helped them set goals, helped them shift things. And I love, Heidi, how you always talk about the impact on the people around you. And I know that you have really been impactful and talking a lot about the ripple effect and how this work has changed not just your life, but the people all around you. I would love for you to, to share that with the listeners. Yeah. So, you know, specifically
0: with values, I have over 250 clients. And when I talk to them about things in relation to our industry, I've really started implementing value work, which has really been very helpful for my clients. So it's kind of like bringing a deeper value to some of the work that I do with them. Actually, yesterday, my with my, with my mother, I was um, on the phone with her and... We're going to be um, seeing them later this week out of state. And my mother is very much the same personality with me where she feels like, oh, the house has to be perfect for you when you get here. And she's just, you know, getting older. So it's harder for her to get all those things done. And I said, my mom. I'm going to teach you about like thought detoxing. And is it true? Do you really think that I would hold it against you that, you know, every fingerprint is removed before I get there? Is it helpful? So I kind of went through some of the thought detoxing with her and she was like, Oh, you're right. And I'm like, I want you to start when you have some of those thoughts, like start thinking about those in a different way and it's called thought detoxing. And so she was, she was very impressed.
1: Oh, I love that, and I love your mom. She's amazing. So we all yes. need like that. She's incredible. But yeah, like, and I love it when you share stories like that, right? Like, or as a group, and sharing the things that have impacted in your life with the people around you, and specifically with work. I love that you took some of the work that we did and then sort of introduced it to the people in your workplace and. Other people have done that in the program. In fact, talking about Stephanie one more time, you know, she's got the wind wall up in her office and everyone in the team is doing it now. And there's other clients who have like group takes with their family where they like thought detox and have walls of winds and different things. And it's just so cool to see it not just impacting the person that's doing the work, but like everyone around them. It's like I love it so much. It's my favorite.
0: I had a coworker who was having a stressful moment a few weeks ago and I was showing her the tapping method.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, it really did sort of calm her down in that moment. And she was like, wow, where did you learn that? I said in coaching.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love that we get to have different experts come in and share their wisdom and knowledge, right? You know, after we did the perfectionism work, like, I feel like it's such a good indicator to the other people in the group to say, you don't have to know all of the things, right? Like, me as your coach, like, I don't have to know how to do tapping, I don't know how to teach tapping. But I know an expert that does. I don't need to know all of the things about play and perfectionism and resilience in order to offer it to my clients. And I feel like that's such a lesson to most of the people that are in Empowered Life who suffer, suffer, deal with, manage perfectionism, right? Which is a big part of why I think people end up in coaching.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I really did enjoy the perfectionism play with Kara. You know, sometimes, especially in corporate America, we get so caught up in work and we start, you know, work is very fulfilling, but so is play. And we, we tend to be very serious and very, you know, navy blue and buttoned up a lot that it's nice to sort of just let it down a little bit, you know, have fun, be free. It's so, it's such a good reset for your brain.
1: Isn't it funny how hard that is for us though? it's so hard (laughs) it's so hard I'm like work is easy work is the easy part we know how to do the work part it's all the other parts that go with work and in order to have an empowered life in order to have a beautiful big life like you have to be able to do both you have to be able to manage both of those spheres of your life you know it's like oh 100 yeah and you figured out so much balance And it's like a lot of people who come to coaching, you know, you're really good in one area of your life and it could be the opposite of you, right? It could be like you're the killer wife who makes the meals and, you know, is at all of the practices and cooks the homemade cookies for the bake off. And you could be hard and killing it and yet deeply desire to have a job outside of the home, something that's going to fulfill you, something purposeful. And, you know, the opposite can be true as well. And I know yours was the opposite of that, but it, it applies both ways.
0: Yeah. And I think being in, you know, corporate America, it's we do tend to get I don't want to say programs because I feel like I did it to myself, but you get really well oiled with work. And it's very autopilot. And it's very like fulfilling. But I think when you sit back and take the time to look at your values, like, okay, well, this is a little bit one sided, I need to isn't hitting these values, if that's all that I do, you know, and I think once you can achieve that balance, like you always say, being on the beam or off the beam, right? So when your true self, who your, your values are, are all in alignment, that's when you truly do feel fulfilled. If it's just, you know, I'm really good at that one thing. It's almost like a temporary fulfillment,
1: For sure. And I love on the beam, off the beam. It's my favorite. I just love it so much. It's so good because I feel like it just in our brain helps us be like, oh, like I'm a little off. And I think what you have done with that entire concept and tool is like, there's no shame associated with it. You realize and appreciate I am a human and when I travel or when these things happen at work, I might be a little off the beam, but here's a list of seven things I know I can do to get right back on it tomorrow.
0: A hundred percent. And that's really like those nuggets from coaching. You're like, oh, I know the resource that will help me in this this one area. And I know that in order for me to do this, here's a resource for me. You know, whether it's a book or an exercise or something that we've learned in coaching, it's just you know, sort of. You're better in touch with that formula to get yourself back on the beam. For sure.
1: You know, it's it's kind of like what you said earlier on, right? Like it just creates a new level and sense of self-awareness, right? It's not rocket science material, right? Like the stuff is not hard. It's just... It's kind of like when we talked about, you know, when you're with a friend, you don't sit down and talk about, well, let's together discover our values and write down a list of the things that will help us stay on the beam. (laughs) You know, like we just don't do that. Well, I think it's the difference
0: in living and thriving. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good, Heidi. It's true. Mm. Because at the end of the day, when I'm that old woman... You know, mm-hmm. you want to look back and say, "Okay, well, I lived, but did I thrive?" I right? And I think that's that big difference. Mm. I want to be that older lady, like, "Heck yes,
1: I thrived. Sure did." I know. Me too, girlfriend. I don't want to tie my shoelaces. Like these are a couple things. Really <laughs> <wanted to know. laughs> but it's so funny. I saw this reel on Instagram and it was like, there are two people that you should make proud. That's it, two people. And it is your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. And I just loved it. I was like, yes, those people. Oh, that's, that's a good way to think. Right? Yes. Wow. Like think about that eight and 80. Man, that's deep, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Getting deep on the podcast today, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Oh, it's good though. And it's good stuff. And I, and that's what I think is the, the coolest part about coaching is that stopping, pausing, thinking, reevaluating, and then changing up some of your action that you just don't take the time to do. And I love yes. So much that for a year you have taken the time to do the work like what? I'm so proud of you. You're such an example of empowered life and you're such an example of coaching and the impact it can have. And I also love like your humility about the whole thing. you're like, yeah, I've done a lot of work, but I know there's more. <laughs> it's beautiful as you mentioned there's there's a lot
0: of books on the shelf that can be pulled down. yeah. And I think we all have that. We all have our library of different parts of our lives. And what is it? 1% of people work on themselves. 1%. Yeah. 1%. I think it's really, it's been such a great journey to have the time to work on myself, have the, the resources, but also to be surrounded with others. You know, when you take tough journeys together, whether it be a weight loss journey or a recovery journey, It's helpful to have other people on that journey with you.
1: Yes. I don't want to do it alone. And I don't want other women to do it alone. Like I really don't. And I think there is so much better, bigger, bolder results when we do it together, right? Because I'm watching you say, I'm struggling with this, or I'm watching you say, I'm doing amazing with this. Right. And I'm cheering either way and supporting either way, but also seeing those things and myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, it's like looking at things on a bigger picture when there's others around you, when you're learning these things. Hmm. Oh, I didn't really even think about how that could apply that way. That's how so and so is is. Applying that to their life. Well, maybe I would need that down the road. But right now, this would apply this way for me. So it's just having those tools in the tool belt for when you're pulling those books off the shelf. I know.
1: And for those of you listening, thinking, what the hell are they talking about with books on the shelf? It is like an analogy I use sometimes when maybe we're like in the thick of something and we don't have space and energy in our life to deal with something else. So we like set the book on the shelf. And it's for reading later. It's for opening up later and discovering what it is and what it's about. And maybe we have why we have a belief about something or a perception about something. But right now, that's just not something we're going to look at. And there, like you said, there's a lot of those. I have lots of those myself, right? Like there's just some that we like pull down. I love it. Like, you know, when we talked about money and empowered life and a lot of people being like, wow, I've never thought about what I heard growing up about money or how that might impact me now as a 40 year old woman thinking the only way to make it is, you know, slaughtering myself and working a hundred hours a week and doing all the things and trying to get up the corporate ladder and now all of a sudden, you know, I'm realizing, Oh, there can be other ways too, because I'm listening and hearing it from the group. Right. And I can see that in the book that I just pulled down. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Lassie, I just wanted to get you on here. You know, I like to keep these episodes short because I think a lot of working mamas are busy and I just like to inspire and motivate them and show them that there are other people doing the work and tell them a little bit about Empowered Life. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to add? If there's not, no worries, but if there is, go ahead. Don't want to
0: cut you off. I just want to thank you for creating ripples really awesome is one of your favorite words I know is amazeballs very amazeballs ripples
1: (laughs) I really do like that word I have no idea why I'm sure one of my kids said it when they were little or something who knows but I love the ripple effect I know you will continue to have the ripple effect and I can't wait to see what's next for Heidi Foster you're amazeballs and I adore you oh likewise Melissa thanks for having me on Thank you for coming on! Bye! Bye!